Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Get in the Herd. As always, I'm your host, Nathan Mitchell. I'm the Community Outreach and Advocacy Coordinator at the McShin Recovery Resource Foundation. Today, we are doing our new Persons in Recovery uh, podcast. So I have back with me in the studio, uh, Patrick H. or Patrick Hurd. Get in the herd. I love it. <laughs> and... Peter, Peter, what's your last name again? Wernus. Wernus. Peter Wernus. Woo! That's a name in itself, isn't it? Um, well, welcome to this Tuesday. Today is Giving Tuesday Now Day. Hashtag Giving Tuesday Now. And what that is, is that that's an opportunity for individuals and organizations to help organizations like us, nonprofits, to continue to do the life-saving work that we do. Uh, McShin is an organization that saves my life, and I think that with the right, you know, with some more help, we can and save more lives and continue to do the the important incredible work that we do every day um joining us from west palm in florida jeremy and <laughs> see you back buddy jeremy's alumni yeah. and he's returning back to to give us a little bit of his experience strength and hope as it relates to going back to the real world um so jeremy since you are all the way out in florida i understand you've been baking today and doing some other stuff tell us how life is uh what you got going on and uh you know what are you doing and i uh, you know i want to point out something before you go jeremy if i'm looking i know it's cinco de mayo which i think is some kind of mexican thing but i i see hawaiian shirts all around me and i I don't know if it's some kind of fusion thing that y'all are planning today, but mother, mm, I love it that you guys got this coordinated stuff going on. So anyway, <laughs> Jeremy, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I've been back in Florida for like a week and a half now. There's really not a lot going on because of the coronavirus. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of time to sort of just like focus on sobriety, exercise, pill, sort of like plan your next move kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that you've been doing a lot of running and baking. That's a two good combination right there. Um, I've been doing a lot of eating. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing a lot of that too. <laughs> well, good. Good to see you. Glad to have you back, man. I, I, I really am glad. Oh, wait, hold on. Make sure when you drink that, you have the label facing out and the pinky out for the buble. Um, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Gentlemen. I <laughs> Gentlemen, I've got Patrick and Peter here. Welcome to the show, guys. Um, Peter, we'll start with you, Peter, because I know that Patrick has something that he wants to read. So, how are you today? I'm doing great today. I, uh, I led a group, taught some people some things. Um, it helped me probably more than it helped everyone else, but I got to break down triggers and coping strategies, and I had a good time doing it. Well, it turns out I sat in on that group. Mm. And it, it may have been my group that uh, <laughs> I just sort of like to go with. Um, but it turned out, and you, you, you kind of you are natural at this. That's have you done anything like that before? No. No? You just kind of went with it? Yeah, just kind of. What made you decide on the topic of triggers and coping mechanisms? AJ just said, go up and do something on triggers, and I, that's what I did. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, and coping skills. Uh, there was a pretty good conversation there. Did you... Uh, when you say that you got helped more than you think you might have helped other people, what do you mean by that? Um, I'm not sure. For me, it's like when I do things like that, it gives me a sense of uh, fulfillment and it makes me feel better about what I'm doing with my recovery. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and so what we would call that, I think, um, 
here at McShin is called that authentic peer-to-peer recovery. Mm. You know, you're one person who struggles with substance use disorder, who's who's actually doing the things, and you're helping another person struggling with substance use disorder who might get a message of hope out of what you're saying. And yeah. you know, I know that uh, Cricket and I were both sitting in on that, and we 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 legitimately enjoyed and and thought that you did a great job. I, I we were quite impressed, and Thanks. so yeah, um, Patrick. Welcome yes, to the sir. show, young man. Um, so welcome to Get in the Herd, another episode for you today. Uh, I understand that you wanted to read something today. Would you like to take that on for us? Or was I, that was Jeremy going to read? Yeah, actually, uh, I was going to uh, pass it off to Jeremy to read it. Oh, all right, all right. Well, before you do then, Jeremy, who the heck are you? What are you doing here? And how are you doing today? Well, I'm Patrick. I'm an addict, alcoholic. Um, I'm doing great today. I know great's not a, a feeling, so let me do a quick feelings check. I feel motivated. I okay. feel uh, pumped up right now. You know, I'm, I feel like I have a great herd around me. Uh, remembering to when I don't feel good to speak on it and get the most out of my days, uh, my few days left here. Mm. You know, I have to before Jeremy, you take over here. I have to give Patrick a little bit of praise because uh, he was talking to me in the parking lot about 20 minutes ago as I was coming in with the boxes of donuts and whatnot. And I kind of misunderstood him for a second there. And I, I thought he was trying to bamboozle me, bamboozle, <laughs> if you know what that word means. I thought, brother, mm, you know, trying to sneak you on me and stuff. And so I kind of I kind of talked back at him sideways. And uh, and you know what he did do? He just kind of walked away and didn't get pissed off at me. I don't know that I wouldn't have gotten pissed off at you, even if I had 28 days or however much time you've got, or, or even right now, I probably still would have been pissed off. So I have to applaud you on that and do a, what we call in the 12-step uh, meetings, I have to do a 10th step and promptly admit when I was wrong. I'm sorry that I came at you sideways. I should have listened to you better and understood. I should have sought to understand not to just uh, you know hear what I want to hear and bark at your back. So it's, it is hey. okay, and I uh, you know I realized just walking away wasn't the right thing. And <laughs> nah, you're good. <laughs> and uh, because I, I I did dig a little sideways, but then I was thinking about walking back, and so I came back to you and offered if I could help you bring in the groceries. Because, yeah, yeah. It was just you know I got to catch myself. You know I'm still human, and I'm gonna get upset just like you. You know, uh, so it's just how you deal with stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. I really, I just had to pee. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, all right, whatever, go pee. I'm not going to listen to anybody right now. Um, so anyway, Jeremy, what do you got for us, buddy? Uh, okay, so this is just our um, Just for Today daily meditation, which is, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, it's basically just like a, it's a small reading, just like a thought for the day. Um, so today's May 5th, and the, the uh, reading is called Any Lengths. Uh, I was ready to go to any lengths to stay clean. Basic text, page 132. Any lengths, newcomers ask. What do you mean, any lengths? Looking back at our active addiction and the lengths we were willing to go in order to stay high can help to explain. Were we willing to drive many miles to get drugs? Yes, we usually were. Then it makes sense that if we are as concerned about staying clean as we were about using, we'll try anything to find a ride to a meeting. In our addiction, didn't we often do crazy, insane things or use unknown substances at the direction of others? And why do we often find it so hard to take direction in recovery? especially when the direction is designed to help us grow. And when we use, then we often in desperation turn to a higher power saying, please just get me out of this one. And why do we find it so hard to ask for God, to ask God for his help in our recovery? When we used, we usually, we usually had an open mind when it came to finding ways and means to get more drugs. If we can apply this same principle of open-mindedness to our recovery, 
we may surprise ourselves by how easily we begin to grasp the DNA program. Our best thinking is often said, got us into the rooms from Narcotics Anonymous. If you are willing to go to any lengths, follow directions and stay open-minded, we stay clean. Just for today, I am willing to go to any lengths to stay clean. I will become as open-minded and ready to take direction as I need to be. That's it. Nice. Thanks for reading. Yeah, thank you for reading. Jeremy, do you uh, anything you want to reflect on there? Um, so this is a reading for me, basically just, um, it's about willingness, right? Because, um, it makes a comparison that like when I was getting high and using drugs, like I would do anything to get and use those drugs. Like I would do anything to chase that feeling. And, um, the same sort of applies on the turn recovery. You have to have the willingness to do whatever, whatever it takes to, um, to maintain that recovery. For me, that means like, you know, you have to be willing to go to the meetings. You have to be willing to talk to people. Um, you know, and that, that can be hard sometimes for me, sometimes like, I just don't want to, I don't want to show up. Um, but you know, in this recovery thing like that, that's like, you have to be willing to just like show up sometimes. And that's the most important thing, you know, just being willing to do whatever it takes. Well, when I think about willing to do whatever it takes, Jeremy, um, I think of conversation that we had yesterday and I think of a conversation that we had, uh, before you left for Florida, but after you left here, uh, where you actually called me up and you had, uh, had some thoughts you want to maybe touch on that a little bit yeah i mean um so those two conversations that we had they were about some cravings some urges that i was having um and, you know i think like for anybody that hasn't been to rehab before or doesn't really know what rehab is like um you might get the misconception that like once you go to rehab you're kind of cured um and that's most definitely not the thing <laughs> i mean for no. me, rehab is like <laughs> yeah no definitely not how it works for me um for me, like treatment, rehab, McShin, it was such a controlled environment. And there were so many people around that like cravings really weren't uh, present for a lot of the time. Not saying that they didn't happen, but they weren't present a lot of the time. And um, when I got out, I mean, like, especially with the coronavirus going on, I was alone a lot of the time. There wasn't a lot of stuff to do. And that just leaves my brain more time to think about using and drugs and bad things. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I had to use those tools that we were that we taught that were taught in McShin. You know what I mean? Like one of the biggest ones for me was uh, learning how to get a network and use a network, and that's something that I've been uh, kind of having to utilize a lot in the, la in the last couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Because cravings are still real. I mean, like it's only been like forty something days. You know what I mean? That's not a lot of time, and um, I still do think about using sometimes. So you have to like mm -hmm. kind of lean on people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so you called me and yesterday you actually mentioned that you called a different person in recovery um, that I know, you know, you, we all know here. So yeah, yeah. I'm proud of you for that. You know, I, I, I I've had cravings. I've had thoughts, um, maybe not so much cravings, but I've had thoughts uh, recently. Um, thoughts will come up uh, around anniversaries for me will come up around changes in the, freaking weather you know it, it's you know the, the, i think disease that's cutting powerful what's that it can be anything to trigger it really sometimes it's just random it can. <laughs> yeah and so that and that goes along with uh peter what you were talking about today as your group which i thought was an amazing topic and what you guys came up with um in the group because you talked about triggers and we talked about uh, uh strategies to get out of that th thinking and so do you want to talk more about that excuse me about what triggers about well yeah yeah I mean, triggers, how I explained it before was it's 
it's like something or someone or whatever, whether it's a person, place or thing that will trigger you or kind of set you off. And from there, it triggers, sets off the craving, the phenomenon of craving. I love uh, that word phenomenon. (laughs) And um, depending on how you deal with that craving, that can lead possibly to use or to relapse. So it's very important to have those coping strategies I was talking about and having a network, like Jeremy says, someone you can call to uh, when you get those cravings, you can call them or you can do something, use your coping strategy to get past that craving so you don't use. That's good stuff. Um, Patrick, did you want to reflect on the daily, uh, the, the just for today or? Sure. Um, I, w- I took it exactly how Jeremy was speaking on. Um, maybe, uh, yeah, I mean, he got it spot on. It's like, for me, it was the people I was surrounding myself around. They were all using so me being who I was, uh, then I, I found myself uh, try experimenting, trying new thing, drugs. Uh, now, today, I have a great group of people around me, and I enjoy doing little activities like going on walks uh, with the herd, um, playing football, going skateboarding, uh, just the things I like to do in addiction. But the thing is, now i surround myself with other people in the program so even though i thought my addiction made me think that when i was using it was more enjoyable to go skateboarding when i was uh, under the influence i have the people around me to you know keep me keep me uh level-headed and just to remind me that it wasn't and it's a much better now like I know that I'm better at skateboarding now than I was when I was using, which is cool. Um, so it's just, I'd get like, you know, willingness. Um, another thing is I have to open up and be fearful and let people know that I'm fearful or weak. And when I'm weak, speak up on it. Cause me as a male, I don't want, I don't want uh, people to see that I'm weak, you know? Um, so it's something I'm working on instead of isolating, speaking up and saying, Hey, I'm not doing good today. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, so Jeremy out there, I see there's a beautiful painting, uh, behind your, uh, right shoulder. I think, um, tell, I, I, I'm, I'm questioning you out of the blue here on this, but <laughs> what is that? And, uh, did you do that or did somebody else do that? And, and what is it? What is it? I'm I'm not not <laughs> I did not paint that. I'm not artistic, um, but my boyfriend painted that. He is an art. He's an architect, so he's sort of got an artistic side. Um, he did this one too on this side. You can't really see it, but that was like uh, one of the projects when he was like at Harvard or whatever. Um, so, what is the space you're in right now? He was wait. Hold on. Did you say Harvard? <laughs> Harvard. <laughs> so you you definitely need to be pinkies out when you're drinking that buble. Um, yeah, whatever. I went to grad school at Harvard. <laughs> I love Jeremy. <laughs> but, um, I love it. What is the room you're in right now? It looks like a meditation room. This is our living room. <laughs> well, it looks very, very relaxing. Like our TV. Yeah. Right, TV's right there, and the dog's on the floor oh. over here. <laughs> <laughs> Show us the dog. Show us the dog. 
<laughs> in recovery, you can do yeah. In recovery, you can be responsible for other people and other pets. Another another <laughs> What's that? And animals. <laughs> and animals. That's right. <laughs> um, so welcome. If you're just joining us uh, today, is Tuesday, Cinco de Mayo. It is also. Uh, Giving Tuesday Now Tuesday, and that is an opportunity for individuals or different organizations, companies to support nonprofit organizations like the McShin Recovery Resource Foundation so that we can continue to do the important work we do to help uh, uh, bring a message of hope to individuals suffering from a substance use disorder. So welcome. I see a couple people up there uh, on the comments. I see Ben Heppert. Peter, proud of you, bro. Uh, ben, proud of you too, man. I love you. Um, Jimmy Hurd and James Hurd, probably related. Yeah, dad yeah. and brother. Dad and brother, huh? <laughs> Look at that. You got your family watching. I love it. I'm not sure who Higgy, Higgy Robin Higginbottom. Higginbottom. That is a name. Uh, I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it seems like maybe 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 this person knows Todd. So hey hey Higgy, I love it. Getting uh, hit. speaking of Todd. Um, oh yeah yeah. So <laughs> like we do these family dinners. I know we were talking about it maybe last podcast or the other one, and uh, we got a. I, I wasn't familiar with who Todd was until recently, um, but we got. <laughs> an amazing dinner they bought our house and i think some of the other houses uh some awesome barbecue and it was really it meant a lot to me because it shows that people do care and that the stigma of you know we're addicts so you know go rot you know whatever um people will drive by sometimes uh say negative things and it brings me down but to have something like that just to show that people do care and they're willing to spend hard-earned money on us to nurture us. Uh, it was, I just, I want to say thank you for that. Um, so, yeah. And actually, and I appreciate you bringing that up, Patrick. First of all, we have an amazing producer in Todd and Todd and Kelly did provide dinner for all 11 of the McShin recovery residences last week. I think it was. Yeah. And uh, I have to say thank you from me and our house as well, because we all got uh, a little heavier on that barbecue and <laughs> really enjoyed it. It was good stuff. Thank you, Kelly, if you're watching, uh, of course, or listening. And thank you. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate you. Um, so what else is going on? Thank you. With me? Yeah. Shit. I mean, um, I'm almost done with the intensive program okay so say say more on that what day are you at right now how how what, what's your what's your sobriety date clean date recovery date whatever. so my my clean date is um the fifth of april last month okay so, so today's a month days. today's 30 what? days whoa hold on yeah I like that. yeah good stuff and, um i got here to make shin on the 10th ah so friday will be 28 days in the intensive program for me. Ooh. It's crazy. Ooh. What are your plans for after 28 days? Stick around. Stick around. Hmm. All right. Mr. Patrick over here. Same question. How, how many days you got over here? I, uh, you know, I need to defend my sobriety date. <laughs> like it's my birthday. Like we were talking about, but <laughs> I wouldn't have known how many days I had to be honest unless uh, my dad said 21 days. So, you know, uh, I got 21 days and 
I, uh, my man Peter got 30 days, so congratulations. It's one day for us is a miracle, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, and I, I feel like I've grown tremendously. I, when I first got here, there's no way I could have stood in front of a bug room of people and delivered a meet a meeting a group like Peter just did. You know, I I, might, I would be up to the challenge today, which is really cool um, to be able to say. And I just uh, got house leader, um, well, assistant house manager what? at our house, what? which that also, you know, it's in 21 days just to see that people can put their trust into me mm-hmm. it's it's humbling yeah congratulations on the assistant house leader position i i um you know as a house leader myself and having done this for for over a year now i can tell you from experience it is one of the most rewarding things i've ever done um to be able to give of myself to receive back from the participants uh, I live with, um, share meals, share, uh, share positive things and share our, you know, our burdens as well. It's a great way. I get, I get to go home and, and, and uh, I get to go home and usually the house is clean and there's dinner on the table. It's great. (laughs) Um, And so I'm glad that you're going to move into this role. I think you, you've got the charisma. You, you certainly have a good attitude. I do want to ask you about some, uh, how how things have been since we saw you last week. Um, Have you had any challenges? Obviously this is a really good thing. Any challenges come up and I have a follow-up question after that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be challenges in my life. Uh, They're not, any extreme challenges that I'm not ready to deal with. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I, um, but I think I've been dealing with trouble sleeping. Mm. Um, (laughs) yeah, I don't know if that's going to be so, (laughs) well, I don't know if we should talk about my, that, but, uh, yeah, a little trouble sleeping. Um, and what happens when we, uh, stay up until three or three thirty in the morning. What happens? You're uh, tired in the next day. Ooh, and what, what happens? What What do we sometimes want to do? Go to the chapel and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what happens when we go into the chapel and sleep? You uh, get a slap on your wrist. Literally. <laughs> no. What happens when you when you go to the chapel and fall asleep? Well then, so for my for my experience, I don't have uh, much experience except this one time, which is probably one too many. I understand it was twice. No, it was one day. I just didn't get up the first time. Uh, so it was my one day, but two times. Yeah, my, I'm, I'm sure like my parents are watching right now. That's all right. And they they understand how hard it is to wake me up. So they feel for whoever tried to wake me up. I'm sure. Uh, um. So, yeah, I just, I uh, brought my blanket and my you pillow. You brought your blanket and your <laughs> pillow to the chapel. <laughs> Got yourself. So, 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 listen, listen, as a participant, when I was a participant here, right, we used to dip out and hang in the chapel all the time, right? There was this guy named David. He was this little tiny guy, um, tinier than I am. And, and, you know, and, and, and Jeremy, I know you're short too. Um, and so, so he would, he, he was, he was, 
an incredible flautist or flutist, depending on what part of the world you're in. Um, he played the flute or, and the recorder. He had all these instruments with him. And he was this goofy little guy that walked around and played the flute. And it was really good and it was fun. So we would just sit in the freaking, the two of us and then this girl, Angie. Uh, I, I see her every once in a while on, on Facebook. The three of us would sit up there. We would. She was an actress, and she was so dramatic, and it, everything was so big. And I'm a big old drama queen myself, so go figure. <laughs> so the three of us would sit there and act and play and whatnot. And, and of course, we got caught and gotten in trouble all the freaking time. So what I relate, to, I relate to you. But what did you do after you got caught? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I'm trying to get you. I'm trying to actually. Get you. Mm -hmm. It was three times, four times it took. Whoa! I'm gonna get me because, yeah, I gotta tell him my, my addiction. Uh, but I ended up going back down, and then no, I didn't go back you down. Didn't oh, go wow. down. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I come up to this. We're on the third floor right now, so I'm, I'm walking up the stairs. The chapel's on the second floor. Walking up the stairs, and I go into Nathan's office, and I say, "Can I take a nap here?" <laughs> So let me explain. In my office, there's a, a love seat, right? And Jeremy, I mean, Jeremy, um, um, uh, Patrick is what? What are you, six foot seven or something ridiculous like that? He's just I this wish. big, tall, giant guy. And he just kind of drapes himself all over my love seat. And he says, can I take a nap here? And I'm like, no. And he's like, please, I'll just sit here and talk. And I'm like, no. And I finally I just kind of relented. I'm like, fine, whatever. Just sit here. We'll talk. You know, blah, 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 blah. But then he just keeps talking. And I'm like, I don't really want to talk. I got work to do, right? And what does he do? What did you do after that? You're I'm really, you're really asking you. Black. Sure. <laughs> this is how we get out. I smoked my baby. Oh! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, you ruined it for yourself there, right? So, you got mad. You were upset. I was, I, I was pushing the limits. I get it. And I, I can admit that I was wrong. <laughs> Um, and it took somebody <laughs> like, yeah. What did I say to you when you did that? You said, I'm not going to use the exact words you used, but you said, get out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy your company very much. So, so, I, I, <laughs> none yeah. of the staff here are watching. Don't worry. <laughs> I love you for that. Because the thing is, is like, I'm not harboring a resentment towards you. And I hope you're not towards me, you know, and, and if you are, well, that's on you, but Right. You know, and the same day, Jeremy, the same day, this guy becomes assistant house leader. Isn't of that course. crazy? <laughs> of course. That? Right. It's a show, right? <laughs> to me, it feels like that day I was slipping, right? And the people here at McShin, maybe they saw that and they want the best for me. And they knew possibly putting me into a position like this that I have now would get my attention back and, uh, they, they care about me and I, I feel like it was something that they 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 know what they're doing I can tell you that <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jeremy Jeremy any suggestions any thoughts any commentary um, uh, on on your reflection after the 28 days you've had um, what do you what are you thinking about um, I mean the experience is obviously a little bit different for me because I, I chose to leave, um, you know, and I, I, I left the little McShin bubble or whatever. Um, but I mean, I think my the biggest suggestion is this, that use the tools that McShin is teaching, you know what I mean? For me, like, that's been the biggest thing. Like, I really had to, like, uh, do what they were telling us to do in those groups. You know what I mean, I still 
I'm still very active in my recovery right now. And in a way, the coronavirus has been a blessing because it's given me time to be active in my recovery. Um, I do a Zoom meeting uh, every day. If I don't do a Zoom meeting, it's because I'm going to an, I'm going to like a physical meeting at my sponsor's mm-hmm. house. Um, okay. Call my sponsor every day. I work out almost every day. I cook. <laughs> I just do things to keep myself busy, you know? And I think um, also I'm taking care of, like, I feel like, because I feel like when we're all in, all in our active addiction, like there's a lot of things we let kind of like slip by the wayside. Things kind of get messy. And um, I've had a lot of time to sort of like clean things up, like tidy like the loose ends and stuff like that. Like I'm figuring out school. Um, I got myself like a little part-time job until restaurants open back up again. Hey, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what are you doing? It's at a different restaurant. Um, and I'm just going to be doing like takeout. Um, awesome. But it's something like, to bring in some money. Everything blows over. Jeremy. So you say you're working in a restaurant. I've worked in uh, a lot of restaurant industries. Um, for me, I feel like it would be a trigger. I don't know if there's a bar there or anything of that yeah. sort. And I get that when you're in the real world, you're going to come across those kind of things. Um, so I don't know. Is it a trigger for you if it if it's there or? Well, my, my usual job, like the one that I had before, um, I was working at Cheesecake Factory. And obviously that's a full service place. There's going to be there's going to be alcohol, you're serving alcohol. Um, but you know what, for me, like I never really hung out with anybody at my job. Um, and I would never really did anything but go there and work. Um, Mm. so I mean, it's not a huge deal for me, I don't think. Um, and the place that I'm starting work tomorrow, uh, it's just like, it's just a salad spot. You know what I mean? So they're only open until like eight o'clock at night. Um, they don't serve alcohol or anything like that. So, Cool. Yeah. Like, I thank you for that because me, um, finishing up my 28 days, uh, I'm going to need to start looking around and it's just, I need to have boundaries up given I'm still in early recovery. I need to pick a job that would be good for me. And I know that there's people that are part of the herd that have offered me to work for example, a moving company. Um, you just kind of got to know yourself, you know what I mean? Like, be honest with yourself. Like, if you know that, um, say, like, a restaurant isn't going to be the best place for you, like, be honest with yourself and own that. For me, like, I know that down here, the particular place that I was working at also has a very large portion of the staff that is in recovery. Um, mm-hmm. One of the assistant managers is in recovery. I know that at least, like, 10 of the other servers are in recovery. The guy that trained me was in recovery when when he trained me. I wasn't, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's so, also helpful to me to have a um, you know, to utilize my network in those situations where I may not exactly where any change is occurring in my life, like getting a job, um, or you know, moving or anything like that. You know, taking suggestions or at least taking the temperature from the people around me, because I know, Jeremy, when you left, we discussed this a lot. And, and, you know, I think, as I told you, you know, I'm going to always have a slight bias towards, you know, staying at McShin. However, you know, these are the tools and, you know, just because you didn't stay doesn't mean we don't want to stay connected with you or, you know, not support you. So I think it's important. And you got suggestions from, a lot of people in recovery um, and stakeholders in your life, your boyfriend, um, your boyfriend's father, who's a person in recovery um, and your sponsor. So, I, you know, I applaud you for that. 
you know, because it takes humility to actually ask for help, you know, and ask for suggestions. Yeah, you know, the yeah. network that I built on McShane has been a huge blessing because even though I'm like states away, like I've still been able to utilize it. You know what I mean? Like I've called you a bunch of times. I talked to Gabe every once in a while um, and I'm still able to call those people just because we're states away. doesn't mean that we're still not part of the network. You know what I mean? I even texted you out of the blue the other day when I was sort of frustrated over something and it was something very specific that only I think you would understand. <laughs> So I appreciate that. I appreciate having that sounding board and I, I you, whether or not you want to choose to continue that kind of <laughs> sounding board relationship, that's up to you. But I thought it was funny. Yeah, and I appreciate that. It took me a minute to figure out what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Peter, Peter, you're at uh, 30 days today, Yeah, which is freaking awesome. That's great. Um, how have things gone for you in the past week since we saw you last? Uh, the past week, overall, it's been great. Um, nothing really stands out particularly for some reason. I just, yesterday I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I was pissed off. Really? I was, I was ready to kill someone, but <laughs> that's by, by like around one, I had gotten over it and I was, I was chilling again. I was good, but you know, I, I got to remember that just because I'm sober doesn't mean I'm not going to have bad days. I'm your roommate, and you wanting to uh, kill someone kind of uh, frightens me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know this? I didn't know he wanted to kill someone. <laughs> this homicidal tendency. <laughs> See, but Jeremy was my roommate first, too, <laughs> and he had to get over that fear of me coming in, too. <laughs> so. <laughs> it was just that one day. <laughs> well, you you know, I, I, I remember when you got here, and you came in here pretty hot. <laughs> Oh, you, man. Was, you you were you were pretty you were pretty loud and uh, um, volatile is the word I would I would uh, use to describe you when he got here. Wow! Uh, yeah, you interesting. Were... <laughs> hey, Sarah Chiarella, good to see you. Um, I know you're you're frequent over here. Betty, is that is that a family member? Uh, Peter, is that your last name right there? No. What is your last name again? Wernus. Wernus. Yeah. Oh, that's Word. Warden. Okay. okay. That's a middle name. I'm never gonna remember your last name. That's all right. But I think it sounds like it sounds like a um guy, you know, it sounds like a government teacher. You know, Mr. I'm in Mr. Wernus's class right now. Well, I did a class earlier, so you did, you did yeah. a great. Yeah. Well, from that experience, and you kind of just threw that in at the last minute. Mm -hmm. What did you learn for, about yourself from that experience? Um Maybe I could have been a teacher. Could have been. <laughs> I don't think they let felons in the school. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's another way that you can teach people without going to a school? Um, places like this, I can mm. teach people. It's mm. a different kind of teacher. It, it, you know what? I'm sorry. This is really loud. I didn't mean to drink the water and make it so loud over here. Sorry. I don't have the fancy buble. Um, but yeah, so that's that's an excellent point that you can still use those skills, you know, as a teacher, as a as a as a person in recovery, as a peer mm. to help other peers, peer to peer, authentically, yeah. authentic peer to peer. Boom! Mind blown, right? Yeah. Um, because you really did an exceptional job, and I, I encourage you to you know build on that. I also want to say. Um, Right here on the table, I have this uh, big giant 
blue book. And um, this is the, the big, big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'm not here to uh, break any traditions. Hey, is that, a, is that a big print copy? No, this is a regular. So I just, oh. It's big to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. Well, I need I get that big print copy. <laughs> Love you, bro. I'll smack him later for you. Um, <laughs> But I brought this up here and I thought that, you know, depending on the conversation, we might, you know, be able to pick from this. And wouldn't you know, without any prompting, this young man turned right to the page I was thinking of reading from. Now, Jeremy, I know you know this literature. Do you do you have an idea of what page I might have chosen? Um, and you can maybe even tell from the, the, the thickness of the book right here. Is it 80 whatever, the same page that you always pick? <laughs> 86, 87, 88. Well, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, deep, deep in the stories, there's another. There's another. Which one? No, I don't know. Tell me. Uh, well, would you uh, care to uh, tell us what page? It's a uh, page four seventeen. Four seventeen. Page 417. If you're out there uh, watching or listening right now, um, maybe take a moment, grab a book, or look it up. But I think it might. Uh, I think we can actually read the first paragraph here. Would you Would you care to read for us, Peter? Uh, of course. <laughs> and make sure you're right on the mic. I want to make sure everybody hears this. Good stuff. I'm Peter. I'm an addict. Hey, Peter. Peter. Right there. Thank you. <clears throat> and <laughs> and acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. Woo! When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life, unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing, happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Have you heard that before, Jeremy? Yeah, that's your other go-to passage in the big book. It's not just mine. It's not just mine. It's a, well, if you start with the first sentence, and acceptance is the answer to all of my problems today, then seriously, I think whenever I'm disturbed, what what should I do? Accept. Accept. Yeah, yeah. I have to. I, I'm a particularly um, hard-headed individual, and I need to be reminded of that. I'm reminded of that on a regular basis, so I need to keep this literature close to me and be reminded, so I can remember page four seventeen. Um, I may not always remember that. There we go, Betty. I like it. Mm -hmm. I may not always remember that uh, what it says. So sometimes I have to open it up. Have you heard this before, Patrick? I did. Um uh three maybe two days ago was the first time and i actually took it in to a group and i shared it with them okay uh, when matt matthew if you're watching uh it was his alcoholics anonymous group and usually we did it a little bit off format because there wasn't too many people um so i read the passage and uh moses actually had me read it Excellent, excellent. Um, there, there, the the, parag the page goes on. Um, uh, would you care to? Would you care to uh, continue? continue? Sure, please. <laughs> Shakespeare said, "All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. 
He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person, every situation. And I was always glad to point it out because I knew you wanted perfection just as I did. AA and acceptance have taught me that there is a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us, that we are all children of God and we have, we each have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I'm complaining about God's handiwork. I'm saying that I know better than God. Any thoughts on that, Peter? Or the first paragraph, I'm sorry. I mean, I think on the first paragraph, acceptance, that's a big part of either of the 12-step programs. I don't know about the other programs. I haven't looked into them, but the first step that's accepting, you got to accept your powerless over alcohol or your addiction. And they say that's like the foundation and you, you got to make sure that's strong before you move on to the rest of the steps. Mm. So I like, this is the second time I've been in a group with you today. And this is the second time you have mentioned foundations. And I like this because yes. I think you're, you're, you're right on. Mm. You're right on. Um, any thoughts? Thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool also to in recovery. Um, like before when I was at another place, I started to fall back when people got extremely repetitive, mm. but you get these old timers that, that are in long-term recovery and how many meetings do I think they've been to? How many times do I think they've heard it? Something's working. So I, it's a, it's a simple program, but it's hard. And to say the same thing over and over again, you know, maybe I need to be more open-minded and accept that. That's what I need. I, if you get what I'm saying. Oh, well, you know, for me, just as I work a program that teaches me, you know, one day at a time, I have to maintain my spiritual condition one day at a time. Yes. I don't wake up, you know, all happy and ready to go. I have to sort of reframe the day sometimes from the very beginning or restart occasionally during the day. But, you know, there are tools that I can practice or tools that I could use um, to, to put myself in a better mindset to give me a better opportunity to succeed. Any thoughts, Jeremy? Um. I mean, for me, acceptance has always been a big thing. You know, even when I was there at McShin, it was one of the things that I tried to focus on a lot um, because it was, like, really the first time coming to McShin that I had really, like, accepted that I needed, um, you know, that I needed the help of a program, of a 12-step program, that I was an addict. Um, the second paragraph is also very uh, enlightening, uh, you know, because really it just talks about the fact that uh, – we want things to be a certain way in our lives. And that's very true for me. Like I'm a huge control freak and I always want things to be a certain way. Um, and when things don't go that way, I tend to get very irritated. I tend to get very uh, just uncomfortable. Um, so like really realizing that like the world is not in your control. You know what I mean? And it, whatever you believe in for a higher power, whether it's God or the program or whatever nature, I've heard that one a lot. Um, you know, the like universe, the, the universe. rooms. <laughs> it's like, do you really believe that you know better than all of that? Do you really believe that you are the end all be all um, to all of that, that you, the way that you want things is the way that it's supposed to be out in the whole world. You know I mean, I've had to realize that in the last couple of weeks that like, um, it's not the way that I want it, especially right now with uh, sitting at home all day doing nothing. Like that's not the way that I want it, but it's the way that things are. And it's the way that I have to accept them to be. 
And like for me, once I once I sort of like accept that I'm not in control of that stuff and then I have to accept that as the way that it is, like there's a huge relief there. You know what I mean? And it's just like I am sort of like less of a I'm less irritated when I can accept all of that. Mm. Uh, that's that's wonderful. Um, Peter, would you like to continue? Please? Of course. I think we have what two more chap two more paragraphs? Yeah. Yeah. For years I was sure the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would turn out to be an alcoholic. Ooh. Today I find it's the best thing that has ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me. And if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone. So I'm better off if I don't give advice. Don't figure out don't figure I know what's best and just accept life on life's terms as it is today. Ooh especially my own life as it actually is before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. Would you, I, I'm a little hard of hearing. Could you repeat that last sentence slowly and directly into the microphone, please? You've got before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. Ooh, ooh. All right. So thoughts on that. Who would like to reflect on that? I don't know. So I'm going to want y'all to reflect it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last paragraph. Yeah, most of it's here. It starts right there. If you want to look that's, at that. That's the main part right there. Okay. Thank you. Now, I know you and I have spoken, Jeremy, about this before. Any thoughts on this last paragraph here? That last sentence, actually, you know what that reminds me of? Like, that reminds me of the two days before I came to McShin, before I knew about McShin. And, um, like, I was staying in a hotel room with my mom. Like, I, I had been kicked out of my of this apartment. Um, are we talking like Ritz-Carlton? Are we talking, like, a Super 8 or, like, a Night's Inn? No, we're talking about, like, a Holiday Inn. Like, <laughs> so not exactly the Roach yeah. Motel, but not exactly – okay. Four well, I, well, I was at one of those, like, really sketchy motels, but then my mom, I had to get my mom to come down and kind of sort of rescue me. Well, not kind of sure. She did. She did rescue me. Um, but this last sentence, uh, before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. Um, that reminds me of like the last two days of my of my last run where I was trying to find somewhere to stay. And I was hitting up all of my friends. And I was saying, like, I'm really trying my best. Like, I'm doing everything I can, blah, 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 this and that. And, like, I mean, I, that – my intention was to stay sober, but I wasn't putting any action behind those words. You know what I mean? And all of my friends, uh, my boyfriend, like they could all see that, you know what I mean? That, you know, maybe, maybe your intentions are good, but like, really, what are you trying to do to make those things happen for yourself? And I didn't see that until all of my friends had really like started pointing that out to me. Yeah. And, and for me, what I've learned from from this is, you know, I, I've started to when people tell me things, they tell me I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Or they start to dwell on, well, I did this and I used to do that. And I'm like, I'm like, don't tell me what you used to do. Don't tell me what you're going to do. Tell me what you're doing. And, yeah. you know, because that's what I want to be doing. You know, I want to I, I, I <laughs> as I'm doing it in the conditional sense, but um you know, when I am more in my more in tune with what I'm doing and not worried about what I'm going to do or what I did do, you know, I'm being more present. You know, I'm judging my actions and my intentions are converging to, you know, as the same. Yeah. 
I don't think I said anything. Of that. that was all kind of muffled up. Wait, thoughts on that, Peter? <laughs> um, well, I'll just speak on the last sentence there. Um, what I kind of take from it is before you get sober, when you're in your active use, you, you're you judged by your um, – what yeah, just you just pull it out a little bit. There you, go. you just pull there. the whole thing, so I'll you can just hop right into it. Yeah. All right. So thank you. Inactive addiction. We were we were thinking of what we were trying to do and our intentions, while everyone else was saying what we were actually doing, which was a lot different. Um, and now, in sobriety, we we can be judged by our actions. And have our actions line up with our intentions. Mm-hmm. Good, good stuff, um, sir. Yeah, you see, it's like when I surround myself around these people and they share, it clicks in my head, like it just did. Um, I thought I know for a fact that I uh, tore my family apart, and what Sarah just said. Uh, thank God for moms. Uh, I love you, mom. Uh, she's still in my corner. She's been sending me uh, postcards almost every day. Aww. And it's like, what was I doing for them when I was using? My intentions weren't to hurt them, but they were judging me through my actions. And it it hurt them. I mean, it, how would it not if you take a black light, you punch holes in the wall, you take a black light, I uh, have to go to the emergency room. They were probably fearful. My sister was scared. I had to sleep in the car that night because my parents didn't know what to do. Um, that's what I thought about. It was the two days before I came to McShin as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, you know, uh, looking back on it, uh, I'm not that person, I, I, but I, I, today is the first day of the rest of my life. So I, I'm not going to judge myself on who I was when I was using either. Um, I'm glad of, I'm, I'm blessed to be where I'm at today. And I can say that. Good stuff. Thank you. Um, this is one of my favorite uh, segments of the, of this book. And I, I get a lot from this and I hear something different almost every time I read it and other people around me talking about it sort of helps me to, you know, be open-minded about it, be more willing to, and, and, you know, if we take uh, humility as being teachable, you know, then, then to remain humble so that I can be teachable um, and learn from you all. So it is a, about that time to land this plane, gentlemen, um, all three of you, I want to say a big giant thank you. Um, Jeremy, you coming in, man. I really am glad to see you. Thank you for being here. Um, You look great. Yeah. Um, Any thoughts? Now, these guys are going to be here next week, uh, God willing, and the the creek don't rise, as John will say. Um, (laughs) Well, what's he say? He says it with an accent, though. God God willing, and the creek don't rise. Um, (laughs) Oh, 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 I won't do John. I won't do John. I won't do John. Um, But anyway, Jeremy, man, I appreciate that you're here. Um, you're looking good up there, down there. Um, what I what I what I have to comment on um, is also that the uh, sun has been sort of the, the clouds have been moving past you, uh, behind you, and, and allowing the sun to come in back and forth. I'm very jealous. <laughs> so we'll be down there in about two weeks visiting with you. <laughs> Trip to Florida. Uh, we'll bring sleeping bags, but we'll, you know, we won't take up much space, and we'll bring food for the dog. 
Is that all right? And now that I'm on probation, I don't even have to get permission. <laughs> <laughs> Any last final thoughts, Hopefully my friend? We'll be open again. <laughs> What's that? Hopefully by then the beaches will be open again. Oh, we'll make it open. <laughs> <laughs> um, any final thoughts for us, Jeremy? Um, I'm, just, I'm happy to see you guys. I mean, I'm proud of you guys. Happy 30 days, Peter. And congrats Thanks. on the assistant manager gig, Patrick. I'm proud of you. It's Thanks, awesome. Dude. You too. I'm, I'm happy for you and where you're at as well, man. Uh, you're a good role model for me to have. Uh, super personable, uh, mature. And those are some things that I want. So... Thank you. I'm proud of you, bro. Good right. stuff. Yeah. Any final final thoughts, uh, Patrick? I'm blessed to be alive. Excellent. Yeah. Mm. Peter, sir, I'm gonna put you at the last because you did such a phenomenal job with that group. Yeah, thank so. you. Um, so yeah, I'd like to thank Todd first of all for setting all this up. <laughs> first and foremost, Patrick for uh, being here. Nathan, thanks for hosting us. Jeremy, enjoy Florida. And um, I, want, I just want to say hi to all of Patrick's family. <laughs> yeah, it is all Patrick's family watching right now. I love it. <laughs> um, excellent, yeah. Um, well, you know, one thing I did forget to ask uh, you at the end there, Jeremy, um, something you're grateful for today. I'm grateful that um, I got up this morning and I started being very productive. <laughs> so with all of the free time, um, I'm filling my time with like baking and cooking and running. And I'm really grateful that, um, my first thought in the morning is not to hit up some guy to get some stuff. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Good stuff. Patrick, what are you grateful for today? My family. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, to add to that, uh, <laughs> I'm a little giddy today. Too much sugar before Me the show. Too, yeah, that coffee yeah. is strongly on there. I made it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm extremely grateful for my family. I'm extremely grateful uh, for my bigger family as well. The people that have helped me through my addiction, which is the people in at McShin, uh, the people that I've met through this program. Um, I'm grateful great for a lot of things. You good know? stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. I think uh, I'm looking at the comments. Is that Jimmy Hurd put a pizza in there? Is that what that is? No, the one above that. Yeah, that's a pizza, isn't it? Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and the same question to you, Peter. Mm. What are you grateful for today? Um, for Patrick's family, of course. Of course, for Patrick's family. Um <laughs> I'm grateful to be alive, um, not to have to wake up at 4 a.m. to eat breakfast uh, yeah. in jail. That's, that's no good. Not Trees. Um, 4 a.m.? Yeah. yeah. That's what it is in Fairfax. Yeah. That's, that's where it was, where I was, too. Trees. That's what I remember. Um, yeah, grateful for that too. I can, I can definitely echo that. I'm grateful for my guest today, all my guests today. Um, for all of you, I'm grateful for the donuts that gave me way too much energy for this podcast <laughs> right before the show. Um, grateful to Florida for allowing us to borrow Jeremy for an hour. Mm-hmm. Grateful to Todd for being, um, 
becoming a, a person I really, really, really enjoy talking to during the day. I appreciate you, Todd. Um, and what's going on uh thank you again guys i want to say thank you to everybody watching and to anybody who's listening uh through the podcast um, again it is cinco de mayo um, but it's also giving tuesday now and giving tuesday now is an opportunity for organizations or businesses and individuals to donate uh important you know necessary funding to organizations nonprofit organizations like us the McShin recovery resource foundation who are really trying to make a difference in the lives of individuals with substance use disorder thank you all for joining us today and check in with us tomorrow as we will have uh i've already forgotten tomorrow what are we doing tomorrow but todd uh, uh, well, well, <laughs> do you remember tonight tonight we have oh, uh, oh yeah tonight you're going to be on with alex and frank and Oof. we're going to have uh duke um oh my goodness this, Rumley. this is what you do you you ask me stuff like way too quick and, and i normally have a tablet but i was in there taking notes earlier today so i totally forgot to bring this dang tablet hey you know uh, what check in with us tonight yeah, at night because i know it's going to be an exciting yeah, it's, program it's duke Rumley from server af entertainment they're going to be doing like a virtual recovery yeah. fest so yep. we have him on tonight with the three of you. With Frank and Alex and me. And uh, if y'all don't know, Frank and I are both originally from Jersey. The two of us get together, we start to talk like we're from Jersey. And it's blah, 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 blah. Jersey. Anyway. Yeah, Jersey yeah. strong. I know, right? Jeremy's originally from Jersey. <laughs> Real quick, um, Tanya, Eva, Ava, Scott, she actually donated during the show. So we have a $25 donation from her. So, oh, so thank you. I wanted to give her a shout out. Right Tanya, so. is that right? Yeah. Or Tanya? Tanya, Tanya. I, I, I can't see yeah. the name up there. Hey, Debbie, good to see you. Um, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And if you want, the information is in the, uh, in the, in the, on our website, uh, org, or it's in our Facebook. You can donate from there. Um, and then tomorrow, uh, we have, uh, shoot, I've already forgot. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Oh, tomorrow is awesome. So, so many of you may or may not know this. Um, to, this is May, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so, tomorrow we have two therapists coming. We have, uh, and I need it, trust me, um, a friend of mine named Alden, um, who will come and discuss uh, what she does um, and, and, and her prior uh, working, she used to be employed here at McShin, and her boss, Barbara. Um, then Thursday, we have our very special guest. We have um, Sheriff of Henrico County, Alisa Gregory. Uh, that'll be with Jesse Wasaki um, in the house. And then on Friday, uh, we have Colette McEachin. She is the uh, City of Richmond Commonwealth Attorney. And she'll be here to discuss what's going on with the decarceration movement here in Virginia. Um, how we deal with recovery in the jails right now while we don't have any programs and just in general kick it with us um she'll be remote from us so with that uh we'll see you tonight at nine if not before thank you guys for the first time in our history the way that we operate to save lives and to celebrate those working hard at recovery is at risk because we can't meet together grow together or recover together when we can't connect together, we give addiction a chance to grow. That's why we need your help. Help us to help others at the McShin Foundation. That's why we need your help on Giving Tuesday Now. Please donate to the McShin Foundation. To help us fund the critical life-saving operation that is so desperately needed right now. Together, we can heal families and save lives. Thank you and stay safe.